This is Holistic Hysteria. Hello, welcome to this episode of Holistic Hysteria. I'm your host, Barefoot Fit Jess, and today we're going to talk about how it's not really only about what you eat, but how you eat that determines your immunity, your digestion, your overall health. And I'm going to give you some quick tips today on how to change how you eat to start feeling a difference in your um, everyday functioning and just feel better overall. So obviously, there's tons of information out there about how to eat healthier that usually involves how to change what food you're eating. And yes, that is important. Yes, I'm an advocate for learning about the ingredients in the foods you're eating, how to stick to more whole foods versus processed foods, and kind of staying away from those ultra processed foods. That really matters. Your water consumption matters. Um, And then the rest of the pillars of health, obviously. But just to kind of focus in on like explicit behaviors around eating, Um, to give you some things that you can tweak to see if it starts to make a difference in your digestion and how you feel without technically changing, um, you know, like without overhauling all the things you're eating and following a meal plan and, you know, eating, doing a whole new eating method and all of that. This is more some simple ways um, to structure your meals that are going to start making a difference in your body. So let's jump in. Um, We can start with the idea of, you know, not really limiting your calories so much that you're eating just carbs by themselves. Um, When we talk about eating protein with every meal because A, it helps you feel more satiated, um, B, that protein is a huge important macro for helping that muscle growth. So if you are exercising, um, you know, especially for lifting weights and just, you know, overall to kind of encourage that, you know, muscle mass, um, lean muscle mass, all of that, that we need, especially as we age, it's really important to get plenty of protein. Um, now, and you would have to go really, really, really overboard to kind of have so much protein that you would like damage your kidneys and all that stuff. Most people don't get enough protein and obviously it needs to be quality protein and all of that. But think about it as if you're getting, you know, kind of hungry and you're reaching for something to eat, um, try to avoid just grabbing the carbs or grabbing the carbs first. You really want to kind of eat that protein and, um, maybe even the healthy fats first and then kind of go to the carbs. So if you think about it in terms of not, not even being, you know, I'm not even talking about changing it to be super clean or whatever, just structuring what you eat as in how you eat it involving don't eat macros by themselves especially carbs, you really kind of need a combination. So we have protein, we have complex carbs, and we have healthy fats. So we want to make sure we get a good variety of every day. And you do want to pair those together at least two out of the three pretty much every time you eat. Balanced meals would usually have all three. And, you know, on the meals where the carbs are a little higher, you don't want to have as much fat. On the meals where the carbs are a little lower, go ahead and pile that healthy fat on. But what you do need need to include in every meal is lean or healthy protein, okay? So instead of grabbing for, you know, just a piece of, you know, bread or, you know, you're so hungry you're grabbing for the popcorn or the chips or the whatever, um, or maybe it's snack, you know, time and you're really, really craving a cookie or, um, 
you know, like a half of a bagel or something like that. I'm not saying you can't have those things. I'm saying make sure that you pair some protein with it and you'll be more satiated. So a lot of times what happen is what happens is people, you know, they're maybe they're really restricting sugar or um, you know, maybe they're too restrictive on calories overall and they get really, really hungry. Like if you kind of have a balanced, you know, have balanced meals, even if you do intermittent fasting and you have kind of a shorter eating window, or if you're eating, you know, across the, you know, kind of 12 hours, you're basically, if you're meals are balanced, you're not going to be super hungry or super full if you're getting those balanced macros and eating just enough, right? You don't want to overeat to the point where you feel super full and exhausted after a meal and you don't want to undereat to where you're hungry again an hour later. Sometimes that being hungry again soon after you eat has more to do with spiking your glucose or spiking your insulin. So you want to kind of help manage that blood sugar by you know, using those balanced macros. So if you add protein to your snacks, to your meals, you're more likely to, you know, keep that blood sugar balance. Does that make sense? So that you don't have those spikes and you're not super starving to the point where you'll just grab whatever. Um, So obviously planning ahead can help. So, um, you know, having those foods on hand that you know are healthier and easier to grab, having that protein there, um, that's not necessarily what to eat, even though it kind of is, but it's more of a how. Think about it as kind of a tool um, to help you build those meals or those snacks to where even if you're going to have, you know, a cookie or whatever, some sort of treat, pairing that protein with it makes a difference. So like, think about, I've seen people refer to it as the whole ad don't restrict Um, I refer to it as like, you know, just like enjoying everything kind of in moderation and it's okay, you know, to be better, not perfect with your nutrition. Um, because a lot of times people who try to be quote unquote perfect with the nutrition and do like a hundred percent, no sugar or, you know, no treats or whatever, it's really hard for most people to maintain and they end up, you know, either binging or eating, you know, sugary stuff that they weren't planning on and they feel bad about themselves and then there's this shame spiral and then you kind of throw, you know, your plan out the window completely. And to avoid that, it's okay to have those planned indulgences or, you know, if you still have that stuff around and you know you're going to eat it at some point, pair something with it that's going to be a little bit healthier. So like if I want, like I don't eat protein bars or even like healthier cookies, um, like homemade treats or um, even just regular like cookie cookies. I don't eat those every single day. But when I do want those, I try to actually crumble them into some plain Greek yogurt so that it makes a more well-rounded snack. I've got that healthier protein to complement the cookie or the bar or whatever it is. And it's an, it's, keeps me full and I don't want that sugary, you know, I don't want another sugary thing after that. Where if it is, if you just ate, because most protein bars are not very healthy, they're actually usually are pretty high in sugar. Um, so most of them will probably spike your insulin. So if you pair that protein with it, it could help with that. It could at least help you be full as well so that you're not eating again, you know, an hour later. Um, so the whole ad don't restrict, um, phrase is a lot of, um, is something I've heard a lot of people use. So if you kind of use that mentality for how to eat more balanced, that is a huge, huge, huge tip. So it was a long-winded way to say 
add, don't restrict. So, you know, if you're somebody who is okay with letting yourself have the, you know, treats and moderation and all of that, um, you know, try adding protein to it. I've done it with, um, you know, other things like adding clean peanut butter or like I said, the clean, um, plain yogurt or, um, you know, adding some, some beef jerky or some, something to it where you've got that protein added in with the, you know, um, maybe like heavier carb snack or snack that has a little bit of sugar in it or whatever. But if you focus on every time you eat period, having some sort of protein added to it, it's going to help you in the long run. Okay. Um, next is kind of getting yourself in the mood to, in the mood for food, um, to get yourself in the mood for food, to have your body fully accept the food you're eating and absorb the nutrition, the nutrients from the food you're eating or drinking or whatever. Um, and then to fully digest it, absorb what you need and get rid of what you don't need from it or after it's used, whatever, you need to focus on being less distracted while you're eating, to have your nervous system calm while you're eating. Now, I know this is hard to do like all of the time, but if you're able to sit down, put your devices away, not be watching TV, you know, not even be reading or whatever. Um, now, obviously, it's good distraction-wise if you're around others. So if you're around friends, if you're around your family, um, whatever the case may be, that is really positive. And to start slowly, like there's there's a little bit of history for why prayer or gratitude or whatever comes before the meal. It's to kind of like help you stop, help you reflect, help you slow down and get into that, you know, positive, um, you know, mind-body place so that you are, you know, not just going to sit down and start wolfing your food down or standing up at the counter, eating your food really fast. Now, I know sometimes we have to eat food on the go um, and whatever. That's going to happen. But you can still get in a better practice of starting slowly. Like even if you don't say a prayer out loud or if you want to just quietly like, you know, um, reflect on gratitude, you know, just in your head or whatever. Um it really puts your nervous system more at ease and you get more in that parasympathetic state where you can um, actually digest and absorb your nutrition. Okay. It's super, super, super important. So in part with that, with in part with kind of taking the time to sit, to be still, to start, to start slowly with that comes eating slowly, which is it in like chewing plenty. So it's very common, especially if we're in a rush to take huge bites, to not chew very well, and to swallow really quickly. Um, that makes it really hard for our digestion to properly break down the foods that we need. Um, you also don't give your body as much time to create its own digestive enzymes, especially if you're like hitting up a drive through It's a little bit different if you have the time to like prepare your own food, which I encourage you to do as much as you can at home. It makes such a difference, not just for your overall health, but also for like, you know, your wallet um, and your digestive process. So you are in control of obviously the ingredients, but then you're also in control of preparing your body to accept the food. I think people are so far removed from you know, understanding bodily functions and thinking about it purposefully for all the things we do every day. Like we have these, you know, parts of life we've got to do, right? We've got to sleep. We've got to go to the bathroom. We've got to eat. We've got to breathe, you know, and most of this stuff just happens and, or we facilitate it to make it happen. And you've got to think a little bit more into it about the why and the how so that you can set yourself up 
to do it in a way that's going to best support your body. So when it comes to digestion, it's a very complicated process, right? But what helps us is if we take the time to prepare the food, when we start smelling the food, when we touch the food, um, you know, cutting it up and cooking it, all of that stuff. When you hear the food cooking, your body actually starts, you know, releasing, creating and releasing its own digestive enzymes so that your digestive juices are flowing. So when your food enters your body and gets down to them, it's actually ready to break the food apart, to get the nutrients it needs absorbed into the cells, to get rid of the parts that it, you know, whatever it needs to carry on out and your body's working, right? Um, you're going to maximize your new, you know, nutritional value from what you're actually going through the effort to, to cook or to eat or whatever, even if it is something on the go, um, you know, taking your time to really soak in what's about to happen, let your body prepare and then chewing your food slowly or chewing it many times will help break down that food as much as possible. So you know that you're not putting all of that stress and all of that work onto your digestion, onto your digestive process. You're giving it a little bit of a heads up, right? So, um, so to, you know, those are three big, big things of how to eat differently that does not involve, you know, specifically talking about what foods to change. It's more in like how you eat. Um, another thing to, that may or may not help you. I try not to eat right before I'm, uh, I mean, try not to drink anything right before I'm eating or drinking with my meal or drinking right after. Like I kind of wait at least 10 to 15 minutes um, before I eat. I kind of try not to drink, except for like maybe small sips, uh, but not like downing a drink. Um, anytime right before I eat, I try not to sit, not to drink too much while I'm eating. And then I try not to down anything until about 15 minutes after I've eaten. Um, small sips are fine, obviously, but, um, they can wash away those digestive enzymes that you've worked hard to like kind of create to help digest your food. Um, it can kind of just like overload your, your digestion without, I mean, obviously you need to be hydrated, but you also don't need to overload your system while it's trying to break down the food, um, and, and put too much going on there. So it may or may not affect you. I notice that I get more bloated, um, you know, after meals, if I've, been drinking too much liquid with the meal. Um, because a lot of times when we get, um, you know, bloating or whatever, um, have uncomfortable digestion from after we eat, it's because, you know, we didn't allow our body to get ready to break the food down correctly. So it's like, it's got a lot going on right after we've eaten. And it may also be a sign that some of the foods you're eating, um, you know, you might have slight intolerances to, um, and it causes that bloating or, you know, gas or whatever. So it's just good to pay attention to what your body is doing, you know, cause eating is, it's a, it's a big behavior, you know, it's a, it's a big something that we've got to do every day and there's so much involved in it. And in our society with the whole fast pace, um, you know, I just need fuel, you know, get it in there. We actually, I don't know, we've kind of like shot ourselves in the foot with what it's actually meant to do. And, and how it can actually fuel us in a healthier body, you know, even like all, you know, your immunity starts in your gut, so much goes on in your gut. And so doing whatever you can to support your gut health is going to support your overall health. So supporting your digestion is just another way. Um, and so, you know, those are kind of like four big things, um, to kind of help you change how you eat. So it's, you know, kind of like slowing down, um, you know, expressing that gratitude and all of that before you eat. Um, it's, per, you know, 
pairing protein with everything that you eat. Every time you have a meal or a snack, make sure you have some sort of quality protein with it. Um, chewing very well, eating slowly when possible um, to really give your time, your, your body time to digest. Oh, and also too, there's kind of that, you know, we talk about the brain gut connection. It's the same with realizing that you're full. So, you know, you can't, you're, you're more likely to overeat if you eat really quickly because your brain doesn't have time to recognize that your stomach is full if you eat really fast. So the slower you eat, you know, you give your body more time to signal that it's full um, before you've eaten everything. So eating slowly, chewing well, um, that's the third one. And then the fourth one is kind of limiting, um, you know, what you're drinking while you're eating. So those are some tips to hopefully change how you're eating to support you eating better without actually changing like foods and specific things. Um, there's probably a lot more, um, you know, a lot more ways to change how you eat um, versus what you're eating to affect your body in a positive way. But I wanted to leave you the, with those four simple little, you know, tips and see if you start implementing those, if you start to feel differently. Um, you know, some of the clients I've worked with that just changing how they were eating started affecting their body where they weren't getting bloated as much when they ate. Um, they were having more awareness around how much they were actually eating, um, and all of that. So, um, and then really kind of keeping that eye out for that protein and figuring out ways to add it to meals, um, you know, help them with, you know, building that lean muscle and sleeping better, feeling more satiated and all of that with their food. So in effort to, you know, improve your relationship, continually improving your relationship with food, continually supporting the way your body is supposed to function, um, hopefully those tips will help you out. So if you felt that this was helpful, please share it with a friend. Um, leave me, you know, some feedback, some comments. If you want to rate, you know, I would love five stars. Um, you know, if you found it helpful, um, I hope that you keep listening and I hope that you keep sharing. And um, if you want to leave a comment, go for it. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye. This is Holistic Hysteria. Hysteria.